on today's show. Let's talk about, wait, are we talking about LeBron James in a trade? Is it possible for the Mavericks? And if you had to choose Kuzma, Wiggins, or P.J. Washington, talk about that and more today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below in the comment section. I just want you to pick one, Kuzma or PJ Washington. Just one. Let me know. Who would you rather the Mavs pick? Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 wins, check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Answering your questions today. I got a bunch of questions in the subtext. Click the link in the description or text the number to be in part of the subtext. Subscribe to it. Try it for a couple weeks. I send every rumor that I see to subtext. All the Mavs-related ones, and then some NBA ones, too, that I think the Mavs could be a part of. So I send all that. I'll send info on game days. I'll do film reviews, all kinds of stuff. I love that. I love subtext. I can answer some of your questions. And I did a mailbag. So I answered a bunch of your questions. We'll talk about the wing options, the Kuzma, PJ Washington of it all that we've been talking about for a couple weeks. Answered some questions about Grant Williams, about Omax, about Jason Kidd and his job. How much blame should Jason Kidd get? Or is somebody else to blame for some of the coaching things? But I got I think I gotta start here. <laughs> because th- so every once in a while, there's a rumor that creeps up and you just go, wait, what the like what are we talking about? Hold on, what the f-? like what are what are we what do you mean? And there's these there's a rumor going around that apparently LeBron is on the trading block. And I'm getting texts about it, I'm getting tweets from you guys about it, we're getting comments in the YouTube, and everybody's like who is talking? Why are we talking about LeBron James getting traded? And normally, you know, if you've listened to this show with me, with Isaac in the past, we pride ourselves on sifting through all the rumors. We love rumors. I, I feed, I feed off these rumors. You do too. I know you do. We, we feed off these rumors. I, I need them. You know, it's like, give me the slop. That's, that's what they call it now. A big bucket of slop. Just give me the this team is interested in this. And reportedly, sources say that this team is interested in... Oh, I'm ready. Give it to me. And so, a tweet every once in a while comes around where you get an Ari Abraham. Where you get a, you know, guy that tweets randomly. The dime dropper, or was it uh, dropping dimes 22 or 20 or whoever that guy was. That just starts dropping things and you go, should I believe that guy? And this is one of those times where there's there's... A tweet from David Pingalore. He is apparently a reporter at at uh he's a reporter out in LA for KTLA, sports anchor reporter. Been out there, he's got like twelve thousand followers. And you know, like he's followed by a lot of people that, that I know and follow. A lot of locked on hosts follow this guy. A lot of people in the basketball community follow this guy. And so you're like, all right, well, let's see. He tweets this. Hearing from at NBA peeps, oh boy, at King James is the top of the at Lakers list to trade the 39-year-old. 
Palenka is looking for the right team to dance with and is closer to a suitor. LBJ and AD both out tonight. That, they're out tonight in that game they're going to play against the Celtics. And you, first you go, all right, listen, Dave. Listen, Dave. If you're going to report something, don't put peeps in your report. You better be, you better be reporting about a new flavor of the little bird candy, right? Like don't put peeps in your report. If you want to be taken seriously, at least that was my first reaction. And then you start looking back at some of the tweets that he's had in the past, February, 2012, same guy, same account. LeBron is putting feelers out to return to the Cavs, February, 2012 and got it right. June, 2019, he reports that Kawhi is definitely joining the Clippers. So maybe there's something to it. And so that's why people are talking about LeBron James. Now, for the Mavericks and for our situation here, I don't the Mavs don't the La- Mavs don't have enough to trade for LeBron James. For what the Lakers would want, right? You could, I don't know. Throw him throw him lively, throw him Omax, throw like all that. I just didn't he just is such a big figure and it would mean so much to each to any individual team's bottom line money-wise. He would, I mean, he changes everything. God, can you imagine Luca, Kyrie, and LeBron stands all combining their forces? How much merch would be bought? How much? Oh, God. Cuban, if you're Cuban, if you listen to this, slow down, bud. How much merch would be bought if they had LeBron Mavs jerseys? Oh, it'd be so weird, too. I don't, the Mavs don't, don't have enough to trade for. And like, if the Lakers do that, they're starting over. They're just completely starting over. They'd want draft picks. The Mavs only have the one first. Maybe that's enough. Like LeBron is, his contract is coming to the end. He's, he's 39 years. He's the oldest guy in the NBA. And so you're like, all right, well, what would he actually cost? But I just, I don't think the Mavs would have what the Lakers would want. <laughs> Hardy, Josh Green, Omax, and a first. And then at this point, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're talking about a team of Luka, Kyrie, LeBron, Grant Williams. Keep lively, hopefully. Well, if you, you got to keep lively because if you don't, then you don't have any centers. And LeBron has to have a center. Just he has to at this point. LeBron's got one this year, forty-seven and a half million, and then fifty-one and a half million player option next year. Oldest guy in the league, still good, still like still good, still a really good player. I can say that now since Isaac is no longer part of the program. <laughs> I can say he's a really good basketball player, and that he would help the Mavs in a couple of different ways. Imagine a LeBron and Luka pick and roll. Imagine like LeBron and Kyrie doing the LeBron Kyrie things they used to do. All the reports in the summer about Kyrie recruiting LeBron to join the Mavericks and Kyrie wanting to wanting to play with LeBron in LA or wherever. The Ramona Shelburne report that we talked about a couple weeks ago. That there's been smoke. And those are like like that's like real reporting smoke that they want to play together again. Maybe the Lakers do LeBron a favor and just say, we'll get you wherever you want to go. We'll start over. We don't have to pay, you know, whatever you're, you don't have to pay the 50 million next year. We'll, we'll clear the books. Do they t- just to even get to 47 million is, is, is tough for the Mavericks. Uh, would they take like the, like a nothing trade, a Pau Gasol for Kwame Brown type trade? Will they do that just to do LeBron a favor? They did LeBron favors before he came over. They did a trade to the Cavs to, you know, before LeBron came over to the Lakers to clear the deck to get LeBron guys that he needed. 
They've done that before, before he was even on the team. So wouldn't they do it before he leaves the team? I don't know. And so something to watch. I don't know what to make of it. I don't, as far as if it's true or not, we'll see. And just because he's top of the list to trade doesn't mean it's going to happen either. Could happen. It'd be wild. It'd be wild if that happened. Luca, LeBron, and Kyrie. In the starting lineup, Luca would still be the last name mentioned, right? When's, when's LeBron not been the last name mentioned in starting lineups? <laughs> Sean Heath goes, get on your feet, it's time. And then he like, LeBron James. That would be just insane. The history of it too. Dirk's still around the franchise. Oh, oh, I just, oh, oh, oh my God. I just threw up in my mouth. Imagine Dirk like hugging LeBron in a Mavs jersey, like on at half court after his first game or something. Oh man, that was, did not expect that. It would just be weird. And I don't, I don't see a way of it happening, but that's usually how the craziest things happen in the NBA. You don't see a way for it to happen. And then it just does. And you go. Wow, they really just got LeBron for Tim Hardaway, Maxie, Rashawn Holmes, Jaden Hardy, Josh Green. <laughs> just start throwing guys back and forth. And you go, how did that happen? How did that happen? So we'll see. I, this is, But to answer the question, this is why people are talking about LeBron James trade. Do I think it's feasible? Probably not. But that's how crazy things happen. LeBron, move, LeBron moves in waves that we just cannot potentially understand coming up let's talk about some actual potential trades let's talk about what the Mavericks can actually do Kuzma Wiggins PJ Washington seems like it's those three that have been rumored and connected to the Mavs the most talk about that get into backup center a lot of other stuff to talk about on today's Lockdown Mavs today's episode brought to you by FanDuel FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and stuff that you can check out for the Super Bowl oh you know you know it's happening uh any touchdown scorer so you just pick one of these players and if they, <laughs> the winner is any player who carries, <laughs> I love these like explainers. The winner is any player who carries or receives the ball in the end zone, not the QB or player who passes the ball. So they have to have the ball in the end zone. I like that specific, the legalese on that. Uh, you can get Chris McCaffrey minus 220, Pacheco minus 140, Travis Kelsey plus 100, Debo Samuel plus uh, 145. He's in it. Patrick Mahomes, he's got to run it in. He can't pat, he can't throw it in. Plus 350. George Kittle plus 170. What's the what's the wildest one? Braden Wolf. There's not like a fullback guy that like remember the Patriots always had that fullback. Anyway, there's all kinds of fun stuff on FanDuel. I can I can look at this list for a long time. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. And if you make a five dollar bet and you win it, you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. If you bet your first bet and it's $5 or more and you win, again, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go home! That's what I want to say to those LeBron rumors. Shut them down. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out with me. Bonus episode here on a Friday night going into Saturday. That's right. I'm doing this on a Friday night. I'm not ashamed. I'm just reading the NBA rumors. We got to talk about it. The Mavs have been connected to a bunch of players throughout this. They always are. It always seems like the Mavs are, well, I've heard that the Mavs are connected to this guy. Matt Moore yesterday on our show said, I've heard the Mavs connected to Miles Bridges a lot. The Mavs always seem to be connected to guys, which guys like me love. 
because I can, I can talk about any guy and it, it seems real. But the maps have really been connected to three guys, Kyle Kuzma, PJ Washington, and Andrew Wiggins. Those are three players that I think definitely could be traded. There's rumors, there's smoke that those guys will be traded. It makes sense for those teams to trade those guys. And so I got a bunch of questions about all, all three of those guys. So I combined them all into this one section. If you had to choose, one of the questions was if you had to choose between Kuzma and Wiggins. I'm going to throw PJ Washington in there too. If I had to choose, to me it sounds like Kuzma and PJ Washington would cost the same in a trade. PJ makes less. PJ is better defensively. He's probably a better culture guy as far as he would fit into his role for sure. Definitely gives you less scoring, although he did just score 40 the other night. Theoretically gives you less shooting, even though he's a better percentage shooter three-point-wise than Kuzma. Kuzma's taking way harder shots from three. A little smaller than Kuzma, but he's big, a bigger body. P.J. Washington would be the Mavs attempting to get the Grant Williams thing right again. Kuzma's contract is descending. It's a little bit longer. P.J. Washington's contract is descending. It's a little bit shorter and a little bit less money. You really go back and forth. And I think that P.J. Washington would cost the same as Kuzma because I don't think there's gonna be, there's a ton of suitors for Kuzma. It sounds like the Mavs and the Kings are the only ones that have really been brought up. But according to Matt Moore yesterday, there's a lot of teams that'd be interested in P.J. Washington. He's just one of those glue guys that fits so well. Every title team has one. And we thought it would be Grant Williams on the Mavs, and it just, it just hasn't been. We thought it could be Omax Prosper, and he's just not ready to be that guy just yet. Dorian Finney-Smith, we thought that he would be that guy, and then he got traded for Kyrie. You know, it's like every team has one of those guys that just holds it all together. The glue, I mean, Maxi is kind of, was kind of one of those guys in the way that they plug him into that role. He stretched the floor, and you're like, oh, it just opens up so many things. If I had to choose one of them, if I had to choose one, my heart wants to go P.J. Washington, but I think I would go Kuzma. Because I think that scoring is going to matter for the Mavs. I think scoring is the thing this season. You just look at a, you look across the league and you just look at the amount of scoring that's happening. In the playoffs, that'll subside. But it also subside and the Mavs will need another go-to scorer somewhere. And they just need that third heat. I love this. I love the analogy. It's the, it's the, thir- the 30 Rock pilot episode where they've got you know a, a blonde... Female actress, they've got a like a, an impressionist male actor actor on their, their fake Saturday Night Live show that they're writing. That's the whole point of 30 Rock. You've got these two actors and Jack Donaghy, who's played by Alec Baldwin, comes in. He's like, you got to find the third heat. You got to find the third heat. Who's the third one? And in comes Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I am a Jedi. And he's just like screaming. He's crazy. But he's the third heat. He changes everything. The Mavs need a third heat scorer. And I think Kyle Kuzma could be that. Tim Hardaway Jr. is supposed to be that for the Mavericks. Some nights he is, lots of nights he is not. And he can't get his own shot reliably enough, but I think Kuzma could. And so I think that's where you that's where I land. Especially a bigger scorer, a go-get-your-own-bucket scorer. If the big question for him is his spot-up shooting, what point guards has he played with since LeBron in Washington? Like, he's not played with anybody to get him the ball. But you look at the landscape of the league and it's you've got to get scoring from somewhere. Like the Mavs are the Mavs are led by Luka Doncic. That used to be enough. <laughs> it used to be enough to be 1-2 in the NBA in, in offensive rating. The Mavs have 118.7 offensive rating. 
That means they're scoring a, almost 119 points per 100 possessions. There's about 100 possessions in an NBA game. And that's not enough. The Mavs led the NBA, were the number one offensive rating in the history of the league in 2020. Their offensive rating, 108, 117. Two points worse than they are right now. And this year, they're 10th. And that year, they were first in the entire history of the league, efficiency-wise. The efficiency in offense in the NBA is just going crazy right now. And you've got to keep up. The Mavs have to keep up. Now, injuries have definitely held them back. That's why they're 10th, right? They, they'd be much better. With Luka and Kyrie on the floor, they have 120 offensive rating. With Luka on the floor and without Kyrie, they have 120 offensive rating. With Luka off the, or with Luka off the floor and Kyrie on the floor, they have 123 offensive rating. So, like, it, though one of those two guys being injured definitely hurts them. But those guys have been out and injured a lot. And so I think I go Kuzma if I had to pick. PJ is a, a like a player that you would really want to fit in, to, to be that defender. I think Kuzma can, can be a better defender than he's shown in Washington for sure. And so I think I would go him. The Wiggins part of it is just tough because I just don't know what I'm getting. You think like ideally he would be the player he was for the Warriors a couple years ago. Maybe he just needs to change the scenery. That's a risk. Less risk with Kuzma, less risk with P.J. Washington. So I picked both of them over Wiggins if I had to choose. Cost maybe less with Wiggins too because his contract is bigger. His contract is also not descending. It goes up. So if, it's, if, you, if you screw it up, if you, if you trade for Wiggins and you screw it up and you go, dang it, we did it again. We traded for Josh Richardson again. We traded for Grant Williams again. We, you know, we, did, we made one of these trades and the player, DeLon Wright, whoever. And like Name some of these players the Mavs have traded for where we go, that guy fits perfect, and yet it just doesn't work. If that happens, then all of a sudden you're on the books for 25, 26, 27, 30 million dollars the next four years. It's tough. Kuzma, by the end of his deal, is 19 million dollars or less than that. I don't have it in front of me. So that's interesting. Both, both Kuzma and PJ Washington, if the Mavericks end up with one of those guys, if they decide to trade one of the firsts, if they get rid of enough young guys or send enough young guys back to make it work, those are wins. Those are wins, either one of them. And I've seen a lot of questions in comments that go, <laughs> that's how I read them, is <laughs> the scoff. I read, I read the scoff before I read the actual words. Ugh. Do any of these guys even make the Mavericks better? Yes. Yeah. PJ Washington, glue guy, would help your defense would help the offense because he's a, he's a three-level scorer in a way, not an elite one, but he can score inside a little bit. He can hit a jumper. He can hit a three-point shot decently well. And Kuzma would help your offense for sure, add some length, add some size. And Kuzma playing off of Luka and Kyrie would be much better than Kuzma playing off of Jordan Poole right now, right? He's also been to a title. And Kyle Kuzma, here's the underrated thing about Kyle Kuzma, and honestly, this is the thing that probably puts me over the edge with Kyle Kuzma, over a P.J. Washington type. Kuzma has played with LeBron. He's played with LeBron and AD. He's taken that back seat. He knows what it's like to stand in the corner and wait for one of the greatest players in the world to dribble, 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 figure it out, and kick it out to me, and I've got to do something with it. Invaluable. Invaluable. So I think I would go with Kuzma if I had to pick. All right, coming up, let's talk about backup center because there's a bunch of options, I think. We haven't talked about them enough because we've been enamored with these wings. Those are the big moves. But let's talk about maybe the Mavs make two moves. Maybe they make a move for a wing and a move for backup center. We'll talk about some of the options coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks Daily Fantasy made easy. You can go check out a ton of Prize Picks things for the big game in the NFL. You can check out 
prizepicks.com and you can see what they have available for you. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NBA, and your first deposit is matched up to $100. I will log in to prizepicks. They've still got Pat Mahomes, 0.5 passing yards. All right, well, I'm going to pick him. I'm going to go more than that. I think he's going to get one passing yard. 69 and a half receiving yards for Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go more on that one, even though I want to go, I want to go less and just make it 69 even. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, 90 and a half rushing yards. Uh, yeah, give me more on that one. I think they'll, I think they'll, they'll try and run. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so if I just do all three, you just, you can pick two to six players and you pick the more or less on those projections, just like I did right there. Put down 20 bucks. I can win a hundred. If I put down five bucks, let's just say I want to just have some, I win 25 bucks. If those hit, that's pretty fun. Go check it out again. Use the code locked on NBA. You get a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more of your questions. A lot of questions about backup center. What are the backup center options out there? Okay. One thing with backup center, there's a lot of teams that need backup center. Matt Moore talked about it yesterday. He's heard from teams. We even have, we have a locked on um, trade deadline sheet that I had everybody fill out, all the hosts that cover their teams. They cover the team and know about, as much as I know about the Mavs, they know about their teams and I trust them. They all filled out, what does your team want? What does your team have? What are they looking to trade? All that. Eight teams, eight out of 30 teams said some type of backup center or big. That's a lot. And that's just what the host said. (laughs) A lot of teams need backup center. It's It's a premium right now. And so what are the options? The Mavs have been interested in Clint Capella in the past. Seems expensive for a backup center, making 20 million. And he's not been that great this season. We just saw head to head. Derek Lively outplayed him. But could the Mavs get him pretty cheap and bring him in and get him for a couple of seconds and him be the backup center? That sounds interesting to me. But the reports have been the Mavs have have cooled off on that. He it is an, an expensive backup center. But if you combine him and Lively, like and you put them together and you're like, all right, well, we're paying $25 million for our two centers. That doesn't sound too bad. So that one, that was an interesting one. They've already made the they've already made the contacts about it. But has his has his value dropped off? Because Around the draft, they wanted a first-round pick. They wanted Josh Green. They wanted Hardy. They still want that for Clint Capella. Is he still worth that? You hope not. Kelly Olenek. He's been rumored a bunch of different times. There's been a bunch of teams interested in him, talking to him. Would two seconds get it done? I don't know. We've seen, like, Jay Crowder go for, like, four or five seconds in the past. It all depends on the bidding war and what happens on the day. Monday morning starts, and the week of the trade deadline happens, and all of a sudden – the price for guys could go up or it could go down. That's the market, baby. That's the market. Andre Drummond is the one that is, is the most interesting because the Mavs need rebounding help. He's the best rebounder that's available out there. And so that one is interesting to me. Again, I, none of these guys I think are, are garnering a first round pick. The Mavs shouldn't trade a first round pick. Drummond is only signed for just this year. So it just wouldn't make any sense for them to do that. Nick Richards or the Hornets, if the Mavs do a P.J. Washington plus Nick Richards, like a combo, that solves two different little problems. I don't know how reliable Nick Richards is. He's done some good things. You know, he's like he's been pretty good at times for the Hornets. He started a bunch of games this season with Mark Williams out, but I'm not sure that he answers like, I wouldn't feel as comfortable if it was Kelly Olenek or Capella or Drummond, like just a vet that's been around before. But an interesting play. Another one that I'm interested in is Mason Plumley. He's kind of taking a back seat to uh, Daniel Tice for the Clippers. And 
that's an interesting one, but how much better is Mason Plumley than Dwight Powell or Rashawn Holmes or Maxi Kleba? I don't know. Can't answer that question. I don't know. Bismack Biombo is still out there. That's one that, that interests me that he's, he still hasn't signed to a team. He just left the Grizzlies. And so to me, that makes me think that there's something else going on with him in his life, but I don't know. He played really well against the Mavs, but uh, that, that's an interesting one. Speaking of playing well against the Mavs, Xavier Tillman, according to Mark Stein, another player to watch when tracking forwards who could be in play in the February 8th trade buzzer approaches Memphis's Xavier Tillman senior. Hmm. He's like six, eight. You saw him, you saw him against the Mavs where he had that. He just had a, a really good game against them. He's like a big, big body, but like short. The Mavs would play him at backup center. Think like everything we said about Isaiah Stewart, but maybe a little worse. <laughs> that's it. That's kind of interesting, but the, but what does he do in the Mavs system? He doesn't really shoot the three that well. He's not a lob threat. Bismack Biombo is at least a little bit of a lob threat. But he's a big body. If the Mavs need some some muscle, they need somebody off the bench that can push guys around, and maybe that makes their small ball unit more effective. But then, are you really playing small ball if you've got a center that can't really shoot? I don't know. But he's an interesting one to think about. So those are the backup center options. To me, it's Andre Drummond. The Clint Capella one intrigues me if the Hawks are just trying to move off him. The other thing about the Hawks is they suck. They're bad. They're not good right now. And maybe they decide to just change things up. Talk, there's talks about DeJounte Murray. They're 21 and 27. They just, they just haven't been very good. They're at the bottom of the, the play-in in the, you know, in the East right now. And so maybe they just try to shake things up. And if they decide to shake things up and want to clear the decks, maybe Clint Capella is clearing the decks enough for them. But then who do the Mavericks give that helps them clear the deck any? Tim Hardaway and Rashawn Holmes are both signed for next year, basically, too. So... I don't know. And would you want to give up Tim for a backup center in Clint Capella? If you don't replace Tim scoring, you're kind of screwed. Like a backup center doesn't, doesn't replace one for one what Tim could bring on any given night when he goes off. So Nick Richards, Andre Drummond, Kelly Olenek, if the, the bidding war doesn't go up for him. Xavier Tillman's a little interesting to me. And so those are some backup center options that the Mavs could have on there. Another question was about kid. Let's do the last one about kid. So with Jason Kidd, this comment, this, this texter says, I'm not and never have been a kid fan. If his best, best attribute as a coach is the relationship and respect he gets from stars, when do we shift our focus to his assistance for the team's shortcomings? My answer is the Mavs already did that. The Mavs removed Greg St. Jean from, from coaching and you know Quentin Crawford and Christy Tolliver left too. I'm not sure if they're removed or not, but they're gone. And so... And then they replaced him with Alex Jensen. They brought in Brian Bates, but he left for the Sixers. You know, they tried to bring in some other assistant coaches. So the Mavs have already looked at it and said, all right, well, nothing worked last year. And so let's bring in some new assistants. So if you want to shift the blame, you can. To me, I'm not ready to shift the blame. He's still the head coach. It comes back to him. So just because we, you know, can collectively say and decide, well, he's not good at this one thing. He's not good at this. Not good at the drawing, drawing up a last second play. Just because we can say that, doesn't mean that when it like he's when he's not good at it, still can't get blame, right? It doesn't absolve him from blame at that point. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't just like all of a sudden go, man, you know what? The Mavs coaching is not good. Let's blame Sean Sweeney. <laughs> you know, Sean Sweeney got moved to the offense this season. They changed that too. The Mavs, the Mavs did shake things up last year. 
And so if you're looking for somebody to blame and you want to blame the assistants, the Mavs did that last year, last offseason. They, they switched it all up and they changed it all up. And here we are with different issues, a lot of them injury-related. It's hard. It's hard. 22 games. Kyrie and Luka have played 22 games this season together. They missed 26. They, like, there's been 26 games this season where one of or both of Luka and Kyrie haven't played. That's over half the games. That's tough. That's tough. There you go. Let me know if you have any more questions. Subscribe to the subtext if you want to participate in one of these before. I send, I answer a bunch more questions on the subtext and I type them all out and I'll send it back to you in a document. And so you get it as like a mailbag, like, like a written thing like Bill Simmons used to do. And so if you're interested in stuff like that, subscribe to the subtext, give it a, give it a try for a couple weeks during the trade deadline and see how you like it. There you go. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with the Bucks game, me and Slightly, and then me and Reggie will have your trades on Sunday night. Hopefully we'll get some like Sunday news, like rumored slop dumps. Two more games this on Monday and Tuesday, another game on Thursday. We'll probably have two episodes, one after the trade deadline and another one after the Knicks game. So a lot of stuff this week. Appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out with me. Subscribe to Locked on Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.